Hail, the incarnate deity, pleased as man with man to dwell, Jesus, our Emmanuel. Hark, the herald angels sing glory to the newborn king. Amen. A blessed Christmas day to you all, friends. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Our text for this morning's Christmas message is two verses from that gospel reading you heard a moment ago where John writes, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. Thus far our text. You know, if you think about it, Christmas is really about God communicating a message. In the Christmas story, the angel Gabriel comes to Mary and communicates to her the message that she was chosen by God to be the one to bear the Messiah, the Savior of the world. That same angel went to Joseph to assure him that it was good and and uh, pleasing to God that he would take Mary as his wife and to not be afraid for this son would be the Savior of the world. Angels announce a message to shepherds out in the fields the night Jesus is born. And the shepherds likewise, upon seeing baby Jesus, communicate the, the message of joy as they go to everyone they know and say, we have seen the Messiah He has come, finally. Christmas is about God communicating a message. Let me ask you, what is your favorite way to communicate messages? Let me just do a little poll of the group here this morning. By show of hands, I'm curious, how many of you have written a handwritten letter at least two pages long in the last month. Anybody? Wow, I'm, I'm impressed there are that many. All right, how about in the last year? Okay, a few more hands. All right. How many of you have sent an email message in the last month? Okay. How about a text message in the last month? How about a text message in the last week? How about a text message yesterday? All right, yeah, I I see, I see. We don't tend to write handwritten letters anymore. That concerns historians, by the way, over the fear that we are losing our personal history. As things don't get written down in concrete fashion but are digitized and in various ways are lost. Christmas is about God communicating a message to the world. I was thinking about communication, and and while in a short message that uh, we are are going to present this morning, we couldn't possibly exhaust the history of communication. It's such an incredibly immense topic. I want you to consider a few different means of communication that human beings have employed over the course of time. One of the earliest examples of written communication was a mud tablet with cuneiform letters pressed into it. The mud allowed to harden, and the tablet passed along. 
Imagine that that was your way of communicating a message to someone else. Years later, one way of communicating a message was to use a runner, much like in the next photo. For example, in 490 B.C., a runner was used to communicate a message of victory after a battle. The Greeks had defeated the Persians at Marathon, and a runner ran the distance from Marathon to Athens, approximately 26 miles. And when he arrived in Athens, he came with the message in Greek, Naniki Kamen, Naniki Kamen, we are victorious. Imagine that messages from battlefields had to be brought by foot. Today's Old Testament lesson is kind of an interesting reflection of that idea. You heard Isaiah, who lived 200 years before the Battle of Marathon, and we heard him say in that Old Testament lesson, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. What's your preferred form of communication? When it came time for the biblical writings and other writings of antiquity to be recorded, they were written down on things like this, parchment, animal skins, leather. Later, papyrus from the papyrus plant was pressed together to make ancient paper. And the only way that you could make a copy of a written document in antiquity was to do it by hand. Imagine how long that took. What's your favorite message of means of communication? Some 2,500 years ago, another way of communicating was this. Now, that may not excite you. This is not your normal kind of pigeons that we see flying around in Arizona and leaving their messes all over the place. This is what's known as a homing pigeon. Homing pigeons have been recorded as being able to return to their home from as far away as 1,100 miles. They have a God-given innate homing ability. And because they were able to do that, homing pigeons were used as carrier pigeons or messenger pigeons. And more than 2,500 years ago, for example, homing pigeons were used to proclaim the winner of the Olympic Games in Athens. We jump ahead quite a few centuries to the Middle Ages when Johann Gutenberg invented the printing press with movable type so that now those documents didn't have to be reproduced by hand but could be reproduced in multiple fashion including the production of the biblical writings. We fast forward to 1831 when a man named Joseph Henry invents the telegraph. And right around that same time, Samuel Morse develops a system of coding by which messages can be communicated. He also uh, invented the long-distance electric telegraph line so that now, through a series of dots and dashes, a message could be communicated long-distance. In 1861, the United States developed the Pony Express, as a way of having mail delivered across the various frontier lands of this new expanding country. That led, of course, to the modern postal service we know today and parcel delivery companies that we appreciate 
especially around Christmas time. How about those guys that go out late on Christmas, Christmas Eve and bring packages to your door? What's your favorite way of communicating? In 1876, Alexander Graham Bell patented the electric telephone. The next slide shows a variety of old-style telephones in a museum from various early years. But I'm wondering, do you remember when cell phones looked like this? Wow. You know, that wasn't that long ago. Isn't it amazing? And now we have something we call a smartphone that is a combination of a telephone, an incredibly powerful camera, and a miniature computer that puts to shame the first computers ever developed. And because of its connection to the Internet, in a matter of seconds you have access to virtually any information you need right in the palm of your hand. What's your favorite way to communicate a message? Maybe you uh, had the experience of using this next item to communicate a message. Do you remember that? Oh my goodness, the typewriter uh, asked me sometime about my college term paper typewriter horror story. Do you remember when you make a mistake and you have to retype the entire page? Oh my goodness. And then, of course, they came out with the electric typewriter, which made it that much more advanced. Various uh, versions of that came out. But do you remember when your first personal computer looked like this? The Commodore 64? And we were all so amazed. Amazed. You know, I'm still amazed at the next device. I'm still amazed at the technology of the fax machine. I still don't understand how that works, and I think it's so incredible. And this is on the way out, technologically speaking. And now we have what we call a tablet. We've gone from clay tablets to this amazing electronic tablet by which we can communicate in such powerful ways. And we haven't even touched on such things as photographic imaging. Does anybody still use film in their camera? Probably not. Sound recording. Hey, vinyl records are on the way back. I'm glad I held on to mine. Newspapers, magazines, broadcast media, radio, television, cable and satellite technologies, advertising developments, cinematography and motion pictures. Have you gone to a movie yet this Christmas break? Computer-generated imaging, Internet-based social media. What's your favorite way to communicate a message? with all of the phenomenal means of communicating that we have at our disposal, I have to ask, is there anything better than communicating in person? (laughs) Just yesterday, my wife and I Skyped with our son and daughter-in-law who live in Houston, Texas. We opened up our computer, they opened up theirs, we opened up Skype, we're able to not only talk to each other, but see each other in real time. We watched them open the presents we had sent them, and they likewise watched us. It's a phenomenal technology, but you know, it's still not quite the same as being there in person, is it? The miracle of Christmas, my friends, is that God 
came into the world in person, in the person of a baby, Jesus Christ our Lord. And that's what St. John is talking about in our text when he says the Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. Now think about it. The Word, the message of God became a human being and made His dwelling among us. God in His infinite wisdom and love was not content to merely communicate with us long distance. He came in person. He didn't send a carrier pigeon. He came in person. He didn't use a telegraph or a telephone. He came in person. He didn't produce a CD or a DVD. He came in person. And he didn't send a text message or a Snapchat that can easily be go away and disappear. He came in person. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. And Jesus is that Word. Think about what that means, that Jesus is that Word of God. Jesus is God's message to the world in flesh and blood. And his message to the world is, I love you. I love you enough to give my very life for you on a cross. Jesus is God's love letter, friends, to you and to me. You know, some of the most precious things that I treasure in terms of communication are handwritten letters. My grandmother wrote me some handwritten letters when I was in college. I treasure those letters. Letters of encouragement. Letters of revealing of her life. The letters, however, that I treasure the most are the love letters that my wife wrote to me and I wrote to her when we were first dating. We still have all those letters and no, they're not going to be posted on Facebook. (laughs) Friends, Jesus is God's love letter to you and to me in flesh and blood. Jesus is the Word made flesh. How does it say it? God so loved the world that He posted it on Instagram? No. God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, the one who is also known as Emmanuel, God with us. Baby Jesus was laid in a manger in person. Jesus went to the cross and died for you and me to forgive our sins in person. Jesus rose out of the grave alive again in person. Jesus ascended into heaven to prepare a place there for you and me in person. And Jesus will come back again one day in person and will raise you and me back to life in person. And we will be with Jesus and all the faithful in person for all of eternity, all because the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Christmas is God's message of love to you and to me, and that message is Jesus. A blessed Christmas to you all as you celebrate Him who is the Word 
made flesh. Amen. At this time we sing angels from the realms of glory.